0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. If you work or on staff or serve in any type of ministry, a church, missions, organizations, whatever it is, this is the podcast you wanna be listening to on a regular basis. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to it and check it out as often as you can. We also have a a website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. Go there, drop us a message if you want to. Let's get into today's topic. Here we are, we're talking about motives, four motives for your action, past, present, future, and eternal. And you may say, Chad, I I, I think I understand motives, but listen, I want you to stick with me because there is one of these motives I'm going to talk about that's a big deal. It really can bear a lot of fruit in your life. And and, in motives, they play a significant role in our futures. I don't think people understand that enough. Let me say it again. Motives, play a significant role in our future. What is really going on in your heart, not what you're doing, but why you're doing it plays a significant role in your future. And sometimes our actions can be deceiving just because you do something good does not actually mean it's accomplishing good in you. Okay, in fact, if your motives are wrong, it could be your actions of good could actually be holding you back. That may sound counterintuitive, but not when we get done with the podcast. Listen, my last podcast I did was on My Leader Doesn't Understand Me. And I wanna kind of continue on with that, that thought process of looking into these matters of the heart, the, the hidden things of the heart that can cause us, to, cause us to flourish or to falter. And how we respond, listen to this, to the leadership God has blessed us with. Not everyone considers leadership a blessing. And that partly has to do with motives. So let's get into this. Listen, I, I just said it, but w- we can, I don't think I can overstate how important your motives are. Even when you're spending time with God, if you're praying and studying your Bible so you can know scripture and and, and praying so that you can say, I prayed for a certain amount of time or praying because you think if I don't pray, bad things will happen, even that is wrong motives. And so many things in our lives can be, are negative, not can be, are negatively affected by wrong motives. And we want to understand some of these things, specifically in the way we relate to others. You know, just because you give someone a gift or just because, and you probably had this happening in life, you get a gift from someone doesn't mean they really valued you could be that they got you that gift or they did something nice for you so you would like them or so you wouldn't not like them. You see, we even know in our own hearts when motives are wrong because right motives, which is an issue of the heart, ministers to the heart of a person. Let me say that again. Right motives minister from heart to heart. See, someone can come and give me, you know, here, Chad. I want to buy your lunch, and I'm going to give you this gift card. Well, I can know that they're trying to gain some favor with me, or I can know that they're trying to do that so so that I'll do something for them. But somebody say, "Hey, Chad, here's a gift card. I want you to go get you some lunch," and I know that they're just doing it to make because they they value me, because they think I, I'm worth it, I, I'm worth the effort, and because they just want to be a blessing. Listen, those two actions, exact same action can have such a different effect on the person's heart, both the person who did the action and the person who received it. So let's jump into these four things I wanna talk to. Now listen, these are not some master list, it's just four particular things that serving in ministry, that serving under leadership, that having people under me in ministry, these are four things I've picked up on That are important to understand. The first is this, this first motive, gratitude. Now, this is not always a good motive. It's not always bad, but it's not always good. It's mainly dealing with stuff in the past, something someone has done to me. And again, it's not bad, but gratitude is self-motivated most of the time. And here's the deal. We wouldn't be doing this if someone else had not have. Done this. And that's why gratitude is often self motivated. It is not a perfect motivation. Now, listen gratitude or being grateful without someone having acted on you or towards you first. Now, there is something, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. Okay. Gratitude is often focused on the past, and it's because. We are doing something. We are acting in a way. We are responding to something that someone did for us. And here's the deal. If they had not have done it, we would now not be doing this. Okay? Let's look at another motive. Duty. All right? We do something because we feel we have to. We have to do it now. This is, this is focused on the present. Sometimes we're not excited about what we have to do. We don't really want to do it. We have to obey or have to comply or we have to meet expectations. And I'm not saying a sense of duty is not wrong, but duty in people, and I've seen this all over the ministry, is often self-motivated. It's not really motivated by God. Now, there is a sense of duty and an honor in your duty, and we're going to get to that in just a second, okay? But we have this, I have to complete this task, I have to do this. Uh, if I don't, you know, we don't know how people look at me, or we don't know what they'll think, or, I mean, I'm expected to do this, and I won't meet others' expectations. We have this sense of duty, I've got to do this. It's often focused on the present. Again, not perfectly focused on the present. I'm not talking about absolutes here today, just giving some examples. And duty can be good, but duty is often not great. We show up to work. We show up to volunteer. We show up to do things. And we really are not focused on why we're doing it. And our heart is because we have to. I am here because I have to be. Not a great, not a great thing. But there can be a right sense of duty. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Third one I want to talk about. This is a big one. This is a massive wrong motive fear. It's this, what will happen if I don't? Fear. It's always focused on the future. How will others think about me? How will my spouse see me? How will my boss see me? What happens if I don't buy this shirt? I won't look good on stage on this certain day. I I won't fit in if I don't buy this certain thing or do this a certain way. They won't respect me. What will happen in the future negatively towards me if I don't do this action? And when we're dealing with leadership, there is a right and wrong fear. One is honorable and one is not, but the fear of my leadership won't think I'm special. My leadership won't see my gifts the way I want them to see them. My leadership won't respond to me the way I want to be responded to unless I do this. Fear. It's fear and it's never good. And this, of course, is self-centered. Self-centered. Now, there's a good reason to honor your leadership, there is a good reason to look forward at what your actions today may happen in your future and say, I'm gonna not do that because I don't want that wrong thing, and we're gonna talk about that in just a second with our fourth motive. But over these three motives, I see so many people in the ministry, and not, listen, not just in ministry, I see spouses, I see friendships, I see family members acting towards others in their life with these three motives, wrongfully. Their gratitude is self-centered. Their duty is self-centered. And their fear, which fear is always self-centered, is definitely not God-centered. And I mean actual fear of negative consequences in the future, not honorable things like, I don't want to miss God, so I'm going to commit this action. That's not what I'm talking about here. Again, I'm not dealing in absolutes. I'm just pointing some things out. Out of those three, have you responded to people in your life? Have you served that way out of just a sense of, do, I have to do it at a sense of what will others think about me? If I, do, I, if I don't show up at this prayer meeting, what will they think about me? So I'm going to go pray because I don't want to look bad. I I, I don't, I, I, you know, they did something for me. I, I have to be nice to them now. They get, they get They gave me this. They helped me do that. I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm going to buy them a Christmas gift this year or whatever it is. But your gratefulness is not a true expression of your heart or your fear is not a true expression of what's going on in the word of God, or your duty is not a true expression of the joy and the faithfulness that's in you, it's wrongly motivated by yourself. Now listen, all of us have wrong motives. All of us have done this wrong. This is not a podcast about condemnation. It's about information. Let's take this stuff and learn from it. And let's get into the fourth thing. This is really what I want to hit on. This fourth motive I want to talk about is so essential. And its effects on your life are vast and great in a good way. And that's this, honor. And it's based on the eternal. Now listen, I know we've heard about honor, but you're gonna just listen to me, just stick with me through this. Because the effects of this type of motive on your life are great and it is massive and it is widespread in every single area of your life, this sense of honor. And let me tell you what honor, why it's so important, why it's such a big deal. There is no such thing as honor without humility. Honor is a direct blow to pride, and pride ruins a person's future. It always catches up with you. Now, if you hate pride and you're trying to avoid it, it's different because none of us are perfect. We all have elements of pride in us, and hopefully over time, we grow less and less prideful as we begin to study the Word of God and pray some things out and examine our own hearts. We become more humble people but pride cannot exist. It cannot work through an action of honor. It doesn't work. They're total opposites. Honor is full of humility. This is why it is so widespread in your life. Listen, honor is never based on natural things. It's not based on what someone did or someone might do or a sense of duty or I have to. It's always based on the eternal. And the eternal is God. See, you'll never find an honorable action that says, I'm doing this because I feel like it, or I'm doing this because I think so. That's always self-centered. A true action of honor says, this is the right thing to do because God says it. See, honorable actions promote godliness. Honorable actions ruin pride. Honorable actions put God and his word at the forefront of your mind, and that is where the fruit comes from. See when you begin to to do things from a godly motive you begin to see things from a godly perspective and that is exceptionally beneficial to your life so when you have these other uh, these other actions gratitude or duty or fear but they're honorably committed to it's totally different see if i want to be grateful for someone because god loves them if i want to be grateful for my leader because god made them my leader then that gratefulness becomes an act of honor and it's no longer self-centered and self-based it's no longer a fruitless action if i want if i say listen i don't want to disobey god i don't want the consequences of sin in my future i'm going to change my actions now That sense of fear is honorable and produces great fruit in a person's life. If a person says, listen, I've got to go because I committed to this. This is my duty. I gave my word and I'm gonna be, whether I feel like it, whether I wanna get up today and do this or not, whether, I, whether I, I want to honor my spouse this way, whether I want it, it doesn't matter. I gave my word and, I, and I'm gonna to hold to it. That's what the word says, that's what the Bible says and that's what I'm gonna stand on. That sense of duty is full of honor and it is full of good fruit. Our actions have got to be God-motivated. Now, let me, let me tell you a couple of things about this. I want to read over just a couple of things I really want you to hear about honor. All godly actions are honorable because they're not based of this world. They're not based on what others have done for you or they might do for you. Not from what's been or what's to come. It's based on the word of God. Man, that is why honorable actions are so fruitful. Honor, listen to this, does the most good for you. It removes, listen, listen, when you're dealing with leadership, what I'm about to say is so important. Listen to this, listen to this. Especially if if you didn't listen to my last podcast, oh, my leader doesn't understand me, you've got to hear that. And this ties right in that, especially when you're dealing with leadership, your actions of honor, it removes the wrong actions of your leader from consideration in your heart. That is honorable. See, if you're acting towards your leader or responding to your leader because they have been imperfect, your actions and your responses are not honorable. They're gonna bear bad fruit in your life. They're not bringing you good. But see, honor removes or disregards your leadership's imperfections And it respects, oh, listen to this, respects their leadership because God put them there, not because they're perfect leaders. That is the way you motivate right actions of honor towards your leadership. Let me tell you, I see this all the time. I see this all the time. Prideful people, prideful people, now listen to me. They will always consider what a leader says before they accept it. But humble people who are respecting God's word and have actions of honor will always respect what a leader is going to tell them whether they've heard it or not. You see, this motive This drive to reject your own personal way of valuing things, your own personal right and wrong, your own personal version of how life should work and accept God's way no matter what. This honorable action bears you great fruit. And if you want to stand in the great areas of spiritual understanding, if you want to have great faith that produces good fruit, if you want to be able to speak to sickness and see this stuff leave your life, if you want to be prosperous in your relationships, in your marriage, as a father, as a mother, as a servant in the kingdom of God, honor will be your foundation because there will be none of those fruits without it. It is absolutely impossible. Because pride and honor don't exist together. And see, God says, the prideful I know from afar off. He says, I will resist the proud and give grace to the humble. And if you just read any chapter in Proverbs, pretty much, there is going to be at least one, if not 17 scriptures on what happens to pride and what what happens to the prideful person and what happens to the humble person. Listen, it's full of blessings. And we see these, we come up with these, um, blah, blah, blah. Let me use English. We come into these scenarios in our life, whether we're de- dealing with our spouse or with our friends or with our spiritual leader or with our bosses at work or with the band director and, and we're under them or with the children's church pastor or with the head of the finance department. We come into these scenarios in a life where we can choose the motives from which our actions will come from. And we can act out of fear or we can act out of gratitude, but we really are just doing it because they did something for us. But we can choose honor and set our lives free, open our hearts up to the power of God and actually accomplish good, not only in the natural, but a great amount of good in the spiritual, put Excellent seeds in our future if in those moments we choose honor. And honor does not judge a person by their past, it judges a person by the place God put them. Okay? And this account, this goes everywhere. This applies everywhere. Listen, I'm married. I've been married this year in a couple of months. It's going to be 24 years. And I love it, but I can do some things for my wife. Let's say my wife bought me this, so I went and bought her that. Well, that's not really honoring her. That's just paying her back. You know what I'm saying? But if I say this, I want to do something for her. Why? Because she is a gift from God. Well, Chad, didn't she get all mad at you and get all frustrated and, and all hormonal and go off on you two days ago? Man, that doesn't even matter. She's a gift from God. And listen, that, that's a real scenario. That is a real scenario from a real marriage. That's how that works. And if you can disregard the imperfections of the people God put in your life and respond and act with honor, listen to me, listen when I say this, you will set your mind and your heart free. Let me say that again. You will set your mind free. I cannot express to you how difficult it was to begin to deal with pride in my life and walk in honor towards other people, especially those who have not been honorable. And I cannot correctly convey with my words how freeing it was when I began to do that, how it set me free. Listen, honor does the most good for you. Honor removes, Removes. I'm saying this again, removes the wrong actions of your leader or those around you from consideration. And you need to act with honor, especially when you are dealing with leadership. You see, the way we respond to leadership is also the way we respond to God. You cannot say, God, I will honor you, but I don't honor them. When you don't do that, you are speaking against his leadership decisions. You see, God, he is not concerned with your personal approval of his leadership decisions. What he is concerned about is the way you respond to him because the response is gonna change your heart and he's after your heart. He's after you getting all that carnal nature and the sinful stuff out of your life so you can flourish with him. That's what he's looking for. That's why he's not concerned if you approve of his leadership. Sometimes the leadership that annoys you, ooh, the most, that gives you the most problems is the very leadership you needed to become the person you're called to be. Listen, I have a whole podcast on that. It's called I Got Mad at My Pastor. Here's What Happened Next. Go listen to it because it's not just pastors. It can be any leaders. I got mad at the business manager. I got mad at my spouse. Listen, listen, you don't know how much God is wanting to do in you wanting to clear out of your life. And when we begin to gauge life and look at life and decide right and wrong in life by our own means and disregard God's way of doing things, we end up inside of wrong motives, which creates in us wrong futures. Because your motives are a seed to your future, but honor If we look at people and say, you know what, that person at the grocery store has not treated me right 15 times. I'm going to go in their line again. I'm going to smile and I'm going to tell them God loves you. That's honoring them. Let me tell you what it's about to do. It's about to change your future. And it's about to sow a seed in their future of change too. I'm going to honor my spouse today. Man, God loves them, and I know they're not perfect, but I love them, and they're a blessing on my life. Even though sometimes I don't feel like it, God said they were. I'm going to honor that blessing. Let me tell you something. You're about to change your marriage. Man, I'm going to work today, and I'm here, and I've got to reconcile these accounts, and the head of our finance department, man, she's been in a bad mood all week. I'm gonna go in there and I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna work overtime. I'm gonna get this stuff done. I'm gonna do it perfect as I possibly can and I'm gonna bless my leader. Let me tell you something. You're about to walk into some good things. Let me tell you something. You're about to open some doors to some things in your life that you did not even see coming. And that is the beautiful thing about honor. Listen, I've got to bring this up, but I don't wanna close out the podcast without saying these things. Honor will open up to you the doors of spiritual revelation. It will open up to you the doors of powerful faith. It will open up to you the doors of great and magnificent moments with God, honoring those around you because honor is full of humility. That's why when I started this podcast, I said, there are some motives and they can be good and they can be bad, but one of them One of them is great, and that is honor. It is eternal. It is not based on natural things. I don't honor someone because they've been honorable to me. That's gratitude or duty. I don't honor someone just because they have a higher position in the world than me. That could be fear or duty. I honor someone. Because God placed them there. God created that ministry gift. God or the, the pastor of this church put that person in charge of the financial department. That's why I honor them because God's authority put them into place. And listen, our reasons for not honoring, this is important, are not for not honoring, are sinful and prideful. and giving in to them, Will help you or move you towards experiencing wrong things in your life, giving in to sin later, empowering your carnal nature, living by your emotions, all the things that wreck a person's future. We need to respect our leadership. We need to respect our family and our friends. Now, listen, I know there's things that are wrong. I have family members that are godless, they will get drunk in a heartbeat and cuss folk out. I'm not buying them beers. I don't go over to the house and say, man, let me honor you as as my family member. I brought you a, a, you a whole case of beer. No, I'm not participating in their sin, but I'm not hating on them because of it. Listen, is it important to realize this? God said, you love everyone as I have loved them. And God does not involve himself beyond love in the lives of everyone. If people reject him, he cannot get in there. and and work in their lives. So I'm not saying that every sinner you come across, you need to be their best friend. What I'm saying is every person you come across needs to be honored by you. And that is important. It is a big deal. Your motives, again, I cannot stress enough how much our motives are affecting our lives. You say, Chad, I want to serve at my best. Be honorable. Chad, I want to work at this, at this missions organization. I want to really bless them. Then be honorable. Chad, I, I have this desire to be married and, and, and to be a great father or a great mother. Mother, then be honorable because it opens your life to God and that is where your blessing comes from. All good things are coming from there. They're starting there. They're coming from God. They're going to come through Your heart. Because as we learn in 1 Samuel 16, 7, and go go look it up, God looks at the heart. Even in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 through 3. In 1 Corinthians 13, we know we see the love chapter 1 through 3, says you can do all these massive things, great gifts, understand all kinds of wisdom, even commit your life to death and benefit from it in no way because your motives were wrong. Listen, our motives count. And if we will look into our own hearts, let God help us through times of prayer and reading and studying our Bible, let God work on us, we can begin to build some wonderful futures by looking in our lives and living by honor. And that is important. There are many motives for people's actions. Fear, gratitude, duty, all kinds of things. But honor is the best, especially when you're dealing with spiritual leadership. There it is. So that was the podcast today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was a blessing. I think I went a little bit long in that, but it was worth it. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell someone about it, subscribe to it. Drop us a note online, ministrystaffpodcast.com or we have a Facebook page, Instagram, wherever. And uh, we'll talk to you again.